As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and 24-7 Sports. Powered by Overtime Media, I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, whether it be raining, whether it be sunny, is your Denver Broncos reporter for 24-7 Sports. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, it's kind of been a quiet couple of days, but you had a really interesting story that I wanted to open up with here just real quick on uh, that that doctor who referenced your tweet and talked about you on his podcast regarding Emmanuel Sanders' recovery from Achilles. Yeah, uh, the video he put up, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, last week, he did some route running, which was the first route he, he ran since he tore his Achilles in December. And to me, to my uneducated medical opinion, he looked like he was pretty well along, right. far along and ahead of schedule. And he he was uh, no hitch in his giddy up. Well, the renowned doctor who worked for the Chargers and he's an orthopedic surgeon, I believe, and practicing, very renowned, very famous. He said that he actually does not look 100 percent and far from it. And maybe by September he could be ready. But even Chow threw out the possibility of the PUP list for Manuel Sanders. It was a wet blanket on a very optimistic, you know, outlook for Emmanuel Sanders. But it is a opinion we should we should note and uh, take with more than a grain of salt. Yeah, all I know is this: I'm with you. To the un- to, to my eye, he looked explosive, and I was like, "Wow, dang, yeah. dude, he looks good." Now, if that were me out there, even in my current physical condition, I'd blow out an Achilles and a knee just trying to run <laughs> one of those routes. You so. Mean- you know, hat tip for the pro athletes out there. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it is a little bit of a wet blanket. The Broncos have been publicly very optimistic with regard to his his recovery and, and prognosis. And he's been optimistic. He recently talked about – you had the article for our website, Zach, that he still views himself as – what was it? A, you know, the, the best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in yeah. the league? Yeah, one of the best in the entire league. And he said he wants to go back to the Pro Bowl. He wants to be on NFL Top 100. And, you know, I'm inclined to believe the Broncos doctors and Emmanuel Sanders' opinion because they've examined him up close – Chow's only seen what he's seen on social media, so that's kind of hard to go off. Even if he is, his opinion is noteworthy. I just happen to think Sanders, they might ease him along slowly just for precautionary reasons, but come this season, uh, no PUP list, he should be good to go. And I think he's right. At full form, at 100%, which he should be, he could be an explosive receiver in this offense. And uh, who knows, with Joe Flacco, he could be back in you know the top, the top ranks in, in production. Indeed. Indeed. It will be something interesting to follow as we inch ever closer to... 
the regular season. And for today, we've got a good show planned for you. We're going to break down this article I published on Tuesday, revealing 10 candidates that I believe are poised to make that quantum leap for the Broncos in 2019. And Zach's going to pick that apart. We're going to have ourselves a little discussion, perhaps a debate. But first, a quick reminder. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. That is the best way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time, including weeks like this, where we are actually putting out questions for our Mile High Mailbag to our Twitter followers. So for the next couple weeks, as things are really slow, we're going we're gonna to turn to our Twitter followers. We're going to turn to our YouTube followers and, and subscribers. So all of you out there listening, keep an eye out for our call-outs for the mailbag. If you have questions, whatever's burning on your mind, you don't have to be a VIP for these, these editions of the mailbag. Fire away, but you got to be following on Twitter, and you have to be subscribed, of course, on YouTube. And then don't forget, also, leave your creative review and five-star rating on iTunes. All right, Zach, so let me just, uh, a quick disclaimer with regards to this article. I, uh, you know, I, I make mention of this in the piece, but... This is not necessarily meant to be, you know, a series of bold predictions. I'm not guaranteeing or predicting any of these players per se are going to break out. These are players that I see poised to have the greatest chances when you look at all the different convergence of factors and and things just kind of cooking. These are the guys I see that have the, the biggest opportunity on the 2019 stage to not just take a step forward, but a quantum leap. And let's start with, I want to get your thoughts on these. Let's start with the, the first guy here. Garrett Bowles. Now, this is a guy, you've talked a lot about this, Zach, the fact that he's approaching the you-know-what or get-off-the-pot type of uh, situation for Garrett Bowles. But I think he's he's a good candidate to break out and make that quantum leap because he is entering year three, because he did show down the stretch last season that he could unify his technique and discipline with, you know, his his athleticism and tools. And also, Zach, the fact that Mike Munchak is arriving, I think it bodes well for Garrett Bowles as a candidate to really push forward. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, Chad, this is a tremendous piece. And, you know, I, I read it once when you put it out initially. I read it now. And every Broncos fan should read this piece, everyone in Broncos country. With that being said, I actually mostly agree with most of the players you have here. But Bowles starting it off, you said it best in the first sentence, the conundrum that is Garrett Bowles. I mean, it's a wild card for me. My gut tells me he will make a leap. I don't know that it will be a quantum leap, but he will make some sort of leap, maybe from pedestrian to above average. And that could be good enough to stabilize that blind side for Joe Flacco but the addition of Mike Munchak I think it's obvious that he was brought in specifically to coach Garrett Bowles and the best in the business and if he can't do it I don't know who many other coaches can Bowles has the physical talent all this holding him back is this mental uh you know his, his lacking there between the eyeballs and that comes with experience yep. and now through two years he has full experience going into his third year it's all important like you said it's make or break time and with proper coaching and play calling and, and other coaches that can put him in the best position to succeed I think he will take a step forward how far forward yeah I don't know one thing to keep in mind for fans I think they miss this a lot of the time is that not only was Garrett Bowles relatively inexperienced as a left tackle or an offensive lineman entering the draft but offensive linemen in general are really lacking the pro level type of coaching uh, in college, you know, they arrive in the pros, and I talk about this in the piece, really underdeveloped with regard to technique, and it's a plague that many of NFL offensive line coaches root. It's it's just a reality. And so if you're a player that's 
very inexperienced. Plus, you didn't get the, the type of NFL coaching. I mean, you know, you can say, oh, well, of course it's not NFL coaching. They're in college. But what I'm talking mm-hmm. about are the actual techniques that are honed and developed in the NFL. They used to teach those to offensive linemen back in the day, through the 80s, through the 90s, through the early 2000s. But they've kind of gotten away from it because of the proliferation of the spread offenses. And it's really set offensive linemen back in terms of, you know, hitting the ground running when they get to the NFL. And for Garrett Bowles, that's also a factor that is complicated by his inexperience. And then I think just overall, a kind of sense of entitlement. I didn't talk a lot about that entitlement issue in the piece, but I think that's been a factor for him. And I think it's something that Mike Munchak has to work out of the gates to snuff out. Yeah, I think he survived on his draft status and, and what he was physically coming out of college. And like, you know, you made a good point. There's no comparison between the coaching. The Broncos now have the best coaching instructor among offensive line coaches in the NFL. And it's it's I thought the coaches last year were pretty good, but there's no comparison to Mike Munchak. And I believe he will get more out of him. But it all comes with experience. Now it's after two seasons, good or bad. He still has its faults, but he's shown some promise, too. And I think Munchak will build on that while hiding his weaknesses on that blind side, on Flacco's ever-important blind side. I think he can do it. Um, I just want to see it in action before I declare him, you know, saved. All right, next guy here. And if I, in retrospect, looking back on this, if I were to keep one guy off of this list, it would be the following. Sua Cravens. And basically, we're in a situation with the Denver Broncos and Sua Cravens, similar to Bulls, but even more so in terms of urgency, where it's crap or get off the pot. He really has to show out this summer and prove that he is committed to football, that 100% of his heart and soul is going to go into the game, and even probably more saliently is he needs to stay healthy. If he can stay available, Zach, and on the field, I think he's gonna, he would be a great fit. For Vic Fangio, he's the type of strong safety slash dimebacker that could wreak havoc in a Vic Fangio type of scheme. But it's a matter of where his heart's at, you know, where his focus is at. Is it, you know, focused on hip hop, his burgeoning hip hop career, and whatever social media, or are you still committed to to making the most out of your pro career? Yeah, I'm really not that high in Sua Cravens. I don't know about most Broncos fans, but you could say any player, Chad, would benefit from Fangio's coaching and be a good fit in the system. If they wanted a dimebacker, they have Will Parks, they have Demonte Thomas, they have some players there who can fit that role. I think if he even makes the roster, which to me is 50-50 right now, Cravens, anything you get out of him is a bonus. Uh, They have enough defensive players in that secondary now. Maybe last year it was an exciting addition under Vance Joseph, just like Pac-Man Jones was. But on this Fangio coach team with so much talent now, he seems like a very small fish. So um, I'm not even going to think that it's for sure he's going to make it to the regular season, let alone make an impact. So this is one that I definitely disagree with. Yeah. And one thing I'll say that distinguishes Sua Cravens from your Jamal Carters of the world, DeMonte Thomas, and even Will Parks, is he's a much more explosive and twitchy athlete. The problem for him, and there's a, in other words, there's a reason why he was a second-round pick. And if you believe John Elway, they had a first the Broncos had a first round grade on him coming out of USC in 2016. There's a reason why he went in the premium rounds and there's also a reason why he ended up on the scrap heap for the Washington Redskins where the Broncos could give up whatever it was. Let's just say mid-round pick, fifth-round pick, they swapped some picks in there too. But that's the difference is he has I think a higher ceiling than any of those players. It's a matter of getting together between the years and if he can get it together that's why I could see him really taking a quantum leap as an NFL player, which up to this point, as a pro player, Zach, we haven't even seen him take a single step, really. 
I do agree with that. Among the players, you know, we listed, he does definitely have the highest ceiling. He is more explosive, but he's just given us no indication that he'll get it together. Yeah. And I'll believe it when I see it with him. And I just, I just, I have serious doubts we'll ever see the Stuart Cravens, the Broncos imagine they were getting last year. Fair enough. Todd Davis is the next guy on this list. And we've talked a little bit more about this on the recent uh, iterations of the podcast, but I think people are sleeping a little bit on Todd Davis and Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell factors in. You could you could include him on this exact spot as well. People make a lot out of, oh, they're not, you know, twitchy and explosive. They're not exactly sideline to sideline. They can't turn around and run like a lot of, you know, like your Devin White's coming out of the draft war, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Todd Davis and Josie Jewell, we'll include them in as one here, have an opportunity to not just excel, but really take a quantum leap forward because of Vic Fangio. If you think about it, Todd Davis, as a starter, I mean, he started seeing those type of snaps, I guess, in 2016 under Wade Phillips. But the last two years when he's predominantly been a starter for the Broncos, Davis has been playing under some really crappy coaching and uninspired X's and O's from Joe Woods and Vance Joseph. And so he's building up year after year, though, starting experience. He's got the live bullets. I mean, he's he's ready to go. You team that up in his leadership and his football IQ with Vic Fangio, I think it's a recipe for Davis having the best season of his NFL career. You know, it's I've really learned to come around on Todd Davis. I was one of his bigger haters, but uh, he's has some value to this team. And even though he's limited in coverage, he really has two down, early down value for Vic Fangio. And I think you nailed every point there um, with this coaching scheme. And just like with the Sua Cravens comparison that he was a, a small fish or big fish with Vance Joseph, Todd Davis was a small fish, and now he can be a big fish here because he'll be put in a better position to succeed, like most other players with competent coaching. You need those workmanlike players, high IQ, right place at the right time, a good locker room presence. And you know what? In hindsight, I think the Broncos made the right choice going with Davis over Brandon Marshall. I think he was the better building piece next to Josie Jewell. Whether they should have addressed the position more, though, this offseason in free agency or the draft, that will come out in the wash, as you say, Chad. Yeah. Uh, but as of now, with Fangio's coaching, I agree with this. I think we can see a new and improved Todd Davis. Maybe not the you know the Patrick Willis all-pro of old, right, but right. definitely an improved player. Fair enough. Now, this one, I, I've gotten a little bit of pushback from people, and I understand why. Because I'm listing a 12th-year veteran as a candidate poised to take a quantum leap forward. But it's Joe Flacco. And really, when you boil it down, there's five reasons why I see him being in a, in a prime position from a potential perspective to take that quantum leap. And they are as follows. One, just the overall mystique, the overall juice of being a Broncos quarterback, it just does things for, for players. There's something about it. Two, he's Flacco's going to have, we've talked a lot about this on the show lately, a talented and creative offensive coordinator, which if you go back to his career in Baltimore, he's really suffered from kind of a, a swinging door of OCs just rotating in and out just about every other year or so. And with Rich Scangarello, not only, I mean, we don't know exactly what kind of uh, acumen he has as a play caller. That remains to be seen. We haven't seen that yet in the NFL, but he is creative and he's coming from the Shanahan scheme and he's a quarterback developer. He just has a way of connecting and communicating with quarterbacks. So those are the first two. Three, Flacco's going to benefit from, yet again, a dominant defense. He's had that often in his career in Baltimore, which will create, in theory, additional opportunities for Flacco to produce statistically. Four, he has arguably, this is something I've hammered on quite a bit lately, the most talented core of skill position players that he's ever had, at least in one place at one time. And then lastly, 
I think, a vastly improved O-line in terms of what the Broncos have had and with Mike Munchak at the four. So, boiling all down with those five factors, it would not sh- surprise me, Zach, to see Joe Flacco produce the best statistical season of his career, elevate his individual profile, you know, possibly even push for the ever-elusive Pro Bowl nod that is missing from his resume. I, I mean, you know, you know where I stand on this, and we're obviously split on our Joe Flacco projections for the Broncos. Quantum leap based on what we saw last year. I mean, that would entail him not getting benched for a rookie and maintaining a job through all sixteen games. Um, a quantum leap from the Super Bowl MVP that would be obviously big for the Broncos. Somewhere in between, I, I believe we'll get the Joe Flacco good enough to help the Broncos win, but not this. I, I just personally don't see a Pro Bowl in Pro Bowl or quarterback in Joe Flacco. Maybe as an alternate if all their quarterbacks drop out, but I really have to see it come together on the field. There's too many moving parts with the, the coaches and the, and the personnel. On paper, it's a great fit, and on paper, I can see it. But you know, taking off my rose, my orange color glasses, yeah. I, I just I gotta give it you know time to materialize. Yeah, it's probably the biggest question mark on this list in terms of, you know, I understand it because. Taking a quantum leap, breaking out. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback who's been to the top of the mountain from a, you know, achievement perspective. He's won a Super Bowl, been named Super Bowl MVP for his efforts. So I understand some of the pushback. And you and I don't exactly view the Flacco thing through the exact same lens. But I do think we're we're primed to see Joe Flacco take a step forward. We'll see how big of a step that can be, including the next few players. We have a few more we want to talk about here today from from this article. But first, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Huddle Up Podcast listeners, check this out. If you've been thinking about becoming a Mile High Huddle VIP subscriber, now's the time to do it. We have a phenomenal offer to get your foot in the door as a new VIP. Right now, you can get your first month of VIP for $1. That's insane value, and it immediately gives you access to all of the premium content we produce. If you want to subscribe for the year, new annual subscribers will get 30% off the cost of a membership. Never before have we been able to offer new subscribers this kind of introductory incentive to pull the trigger. This is how you get access to our VIP mailbags every Friday. Zach and I answer each and every question from our VIPs, even if it means an episode goes a little bit long. Jumping on this offer also gives you 100% access to every piece of content we produce on the front page, including our Broncos film room breakdowns and every other form of deep dive Broncos content our site is known for. VIPs also get entry into our members-only MHH Insiders Forum, where you hear the insider buzz first from our talented and plugged-in staff, and you get to engage with other passionate and knowledgeable fans just like you. Becoming a VIP subscriber, you guys, it's the best way to support the work and the time Zach and I put into producing a daily podcast for your listening pleasure and edification. So go to milehighhuddle.com, click on the green banner, choose monthly or annual, and you are locked in. The regular season will be here before you know it. So jump on one of these offers, Broncos country. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, Zach, let's mow through these bad boys. We got next up, Royce Freeman. Now, you know, in the same way that you might say quantum leap for a 12th year guy, quantum leap for a second year guy, I mean, he's just getting started. But if the offseason is any indication, Royce Freeman is fit to be tied. Like, he's chomping at the bit. I think, you know, being injured and then while you're injured, seeing an undrafted teammate who you had postured and poised in your own mind anyway, way below you on the depth chart, 
go on to not only just make a Pro Bowl, which is phenomenal, but to become basically a superstar in the NFL. It's had, I think, a quite motivating effect on Royce Freeman. He's looking good. And back, I think it was Zach, 2005, the Broncos had 2,000-yard rushers on one team in the same season, Tatum Bell and Mike Anderson. I wouldn't be stunned, completely shocked, to see Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay follow suit in 2019. I really wouldn't either. And if they commit to the ground game, it's certainly possible. Freeman is not hurting for sources of motivation right now, like you just mentioned. And I happen to agree that he will take a big step forward. And he will even surprise a lot of Broncos fans who think his production is going to just be limited to, you know, a certain amount of touches per game. And, and Lindsey's going to be the star. No, he's going to have a predominant role in this offense. And you even did a great video chat about how Philip Lindsay is in the best training camp battle, the most explosive battle this summer. And it's true. He's not going to be handed any job, and Freeman, like you said, is chomping at the bit to get that RB1 status back, and he will push Freeman, he will push Lindsey, excuse me, make pl- both players better. His stats will be up, and if he can stay healthy, yeah. um, he's going to be that, that vulture and workhorse for the Broncos this year. That's the key for Freeman, man. He's just got to stay healthy, and he had so much you know, concern about the tread on his tires after how used he was by the Oregon Ducks. And unfortunately, his, his detractors in that sense were, you know, they they got to their day in the sun last year when he basically went down halfway through the year. But now he's got to prove him wrong. He's got to prove that he can stay healthy. And if so, I think good things will, will follow. Now, I have two defensive linemen on this list, so let's roll them into one here for the sake of our conversation, Zach. I've got Adam Gotsis being poised to take a quantum leap forward and Derek Wolf. And again, it's kind of curious because Derek Wolf's entering his eighth season in the NFL. He played very well under Wade Phillips, especially that Super Bowl year. But he's been, during that era, playing with Phillips, he was consistently banged up. He struggled to stay healthy, and it affected his play. We've heard Derek Wolf talk about, you know, I was basically born to play in Vic Fangio's defense. And that kind of fit, I think, is going to result in Derek Wolf looking like an entirely different player. I keep using the comparison to the, the Justin Smith type of role that Vic Fangio had in San Francisco. I think Derek Wolf could follow that same type of path for the Broncos in 2019. And Gatsis, I mean, he's already proven himself out to be one of the best run-defending five-tech defensive ends in the NFL. But if he wants to get that payday, Zach, he's got to develop some pass-rushing chops. You know, he's got to produce at least five sacks this year if he wants to get that big payday, whether it's from the Broncos or another team next year. And I think he has a chance to do it. I do too, and I think with better coaching, like most players, he could succeed. Maybe not in a in a predominantly you know headline grabbing role, but as a quiet quiet workman like role for the Broncos. And Justin Smith is a perfect comparison for someone like like Wolf or Gotsis, just a lunch pail guy who wins and succeeds, and is a linchpin of that defense, a quiet leader. And Gotsis can be that, and he has plenty of motivation, uh, plenty of talent surrounding him, and plenty of competition. I do see a leap forward for uh, Gotsis this year. All right, we talked about Garrett Bowles. Another player on the offensive line I can see taking a quantum leap forward is Connor McGovern. Now, last year, I mean, obviously, Mike Munchak, he's, he's, he's that, that uh, tide that raises all ships. We got to see last year from Connor McGovern him show some real progress as a starter. Half the year at right guard, half the year at center. Eric Trickle published an article on Wednesday, and he talked about how McGovern looked better at right guard or more natural and a better fit at than he did at center, and I concur. But I think with Mike Munchak in the fold, Zach, he has, a, he has the potential. And Paradis, out, you know, officially out of the shadow of Paradis, Paradis is gone. McGovern has the, the potential to grow and, in a contract year, really take a, a massive leap forward. 
Yeah, I could see it. And everyone is going to be elevated on that offensive line by Mike Munchak. And he's the he's the wild card here. He's the, you could say, the weakest link on that O-line with respect to Dalton Reisner. As a, as a full-time starter now at center, he did struggle last year. He has struggled a little bit, though, in the offseason program with his snapping. Some of the snaps have been uh, off target with Joe Flacco. But if he can get that down, he can be maybe not a pro bowler, but a consistent, reliable starter who should grade out well among that Broncos offensive line. The next guy here, Justin Simmons. Now, we talked on the show many times. It seems like every offseason rolls around since 2017. We, we tap Simmons as that dark horse to break out just because we know how smart he is, we know what kind of leader he is, and we know how talented he is. Now, last year, I think, was, was the best opportunity for him in his first three years to really turn that corner. Unfortunately, due to the injury bug, due to, I think, some mismanaged decisions at the coaching level to play him at basically every position in the secondary. He didn't quite take that step forward because he wasn't able to focus on his, on his primary position, right? His, his position of expertise. This year, though, with the upgrades and improvements the Broncos have made in the secondary, I think this is the year, especially also it being a contract year. He's a very new father. He's going to be a very motivated, focused, and committed man. This might be the year, Zach. I can't go out on a limb and make it a bold prediction and guarantee it, but this might be the year for Justin Simmons to really show what he's got. You know, I think I'll, I will take that leap. I think he will be a pro bowler this year if he stays healthy and that Broncos defense stays healthy. Uh, he's been on that border, you know, on that on that fine line between pro bowler and just very good. And with better coaching, that Fangio bump, I think, would get him over that line. I think he will be in the pro bowl, and I think he will be that future uh, leader of the no-fly zone when Chris Harris does leave. I'm a big fan of Justin Simmons in this defense. All right, two more, and then we're going to get out of here for today. I've talked about it on the podcast before, Zach. But I see Isaac Yadam as being in kind of a sneaky, um, under-the-radar position to really surprise some people this year. He's got a new number. He's sporting Darian Stewart's 26, and he's feeling some pressure from behind him. Last year, he was kind of grandfathered a spot on the roster because he was a brand-new third-round pick. And even though that probably holds true also in year two, this year he's got Devontae Bosby plus a couple of free agent acquisitions pushing and motivating and the time he learned the live bullet experience he got last year playing under Fangio he's a very talented player he also brings that 6-1 size physicality we've heard Vic Fangio talk about how much he reveres and not just reveres but tackling is non-negotiable in his book and if you're looking for a tackling corner or a corner who's unafraid of hitting and tackling Isaac Adams your man but like we heard from a mailbag a couple of episodes back my dude's got to learn how to turn his head around and develop some ball skills yeah, um, if he can just be a, a consistent contributor in that and as a reserve in that defense, kind of like a Kayvon Webster, but with more, but hopefully better ball skills and and he has the better uh, physique and and tangibles for this Broncos defense, he would be considered a success. And he has a lot to prove to me as a third round draft pick. I wasn't crazy about it. They've made a lot of additions there that kind of speaks volumes about what they think of him as a potential long term starter. If he can just get to that good level and consistent level, and like you said. Uh, look for the ball, which is, you know, cornerback 101, uh, he'll be okay. Is Cortland Sutton, I have him listed here as an honorable mention, but do you think Cortland Sutton, you know, last year as a rookie, he had the fourth best rookie receiving uh, or rookie season as a receiver in Broncos history. Can he build on that? Do you think with a new quarterback, he's got to reestablish that chemistry, he's playing in a new system, but at the same time, he's a supremely talented player and he's entering his second year. He got a lot of starting experience, especially the second half of the season last year. Do you see Cortland Sutton as a prime candidate to quantum 
quantum leap uh, in 2019. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's on the precipice of becoming a really good receiver in the NFL. And like I said before, I, I really don't care about titles. He's a guy who will either draw a pass interference penalty or will snatch your soul. It's a 70-30 ball when it's in the air. And Joe Flacco is going to love him. Drew Locke, when he starts, eventually is going to love him. He's the future of this Broncos offense. And he's my offensive version, I guess you could say, of Justin Simmons, a guy who I pegged to be. Maybe because it's such a dominated field in the AFC. Maybe not a pro bowler, but right there with the production. 1,000-yard a year, eight touchdowns if he stays healthy. Um, big, big fan of just, uh, excuse me, of Cortland Sutton in this offense. Well, let us know what you guys think to the names that uh, I put forth in this article and that we've discussed here on today's podcast. Go read the article for yourself. <clears throat> you know, we've been able to talk about it on today's show, but leave us a comment on the article. Let us know what you think on social media. A reminder to all of our listeners, including YouTube, including all of our Twitter followers, submit your questions for the Mile High Mailbag. We're going to answer them on tomorrow's show. And VIPs, you still... You know, you still got access. We're not doing away with the VIP mailbag. If you've got questions, the thread is there on the MHH Insiders VIP forum as per usual. Feel free of always to leave your questions or anything you want us to talk about in that thread. But we're also opening it up to our Twitter followers and our YouTube listeners. Make sure you're following my partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at Kelberman247. You can find myself, at Chad N. Jensen. We will be back tomorrow with a fresh episode diving into the mailbag. Until then, for Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.